welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Everyone uses social media, or at least it can feel that way. Between LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, the overwhelming majority of our professional and personal contacts are online in some form. So why not use it as a tool to gather more information about your potential job candidates? Uh, to talk about this interesting uh, topic of background screening and social media, uh, we have Michael Pilnick, Executive Vice President and Global Chief Human Resources Officer at First Advantage. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Well, thank you, Matt. I do appreciate the time. Um, let me tell you a and little where, bit where about First Advantage. at the moment? Where are you coming in from? Oh, yes. Well, I'm in right now at the moment. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, here in the U.S. Uh, and uh, that's where our uh, global headquarters is. And uh, we're physically in 17 different countries. So tell us, in, in your role as uh, CHRO um, with, with, with First Advantage, tell us about sort of the, the dimensions of the company in terms of, um, of size. Yeah, so First Advantage is approximately 4,300 employees worldwide. Uh, the largest part of our organization, which is about 3,000 employees, is in uh, India, where we have our global operations center. We also have a commercial business there. Uh, and then the balance of our, uh, our headcount is located uh, throughout uh, uh, Asia Pacific, north and south, from, uh, from Mongolia to uh, Sydney uh, and Australia. Uh, as well as uh, in North America, where we have uh, approximately a thousand employees at this at this point in time. Uh, so we're located uh, in physically in 17 different countries, and we provide uh, background screening in every country uh, in the world, except for uh, North Korea and a handful of uh, small uh, countries. Oh, very interesting. And before we get into a further discussion about your role in the company, and of course the the topic for today about social media. Um, tell us a bit about your career background um, leading up to now. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael. I've got a hazy memory on this. You originally hail from Arizona, is that right? Oh yeah. Well, uh, actually, I'm a New Yorker by uh, by birth, and uh, I grew up in New York, um, and I uh, went to undergraduate school in Arizona. Uh, but since then, I've been in a number of uh, number of organizations um, uh, globally. I did work for Matsushita Electric, uh, commonly known as Panasonic, in both Osaka and uh, New York and New Jersey for a number of years. And after that, uh, uh, I uh, worked for a number of different uh, information services organizations, including uh, uh, the um, uh, head of uh, Walters Kluver Global HR role there. Um, and uh, I've been for a number of years working for private equity firms, helping them to uh, rebuild and integrate uh, a lot of their acquisitions uh, over the years. So I've had a, uh, uh, a number of HR roles over the years, all very, very commercially focused uh, and uh, operationally oriented. It's been a good career. I've enjoyed myself, and um, uh, we've done some. Uh, I've done some very exciting things over the years. Now, again, before we get on with the topic, a lot of HR leaders ask, you know, what's it like to work in in, in the private equity space? Just to digress for a moment, uh, how would you describe mm -hmm. it? Well, it certainly is 
um, aggressive. Well, it depends on where your your depends on what your uh, perspective is. But no, private equity. Look, it, the, private equity has a uh, a purpose in mind. It is to uh, buy. Uh, typically distressed organizations or organizations where there's more potential and to aggressively uh, over time uh, reconstitute the organization to a high performance organization uh, and then eventually sell it or combine it with other strategic assets and move forward. So culturally, um, if you're in a large organization uh, and, uh, you know, you experience some growth year over year, three or four percent. When you enter into a private equity organization where you're experiencing 20 and 30 percent growth year over year, um, it almost feels like you're in a you know, large established startup. First Advantage feels like a, a half a billion dollar a year startup in many ways. And it sounds, sounds odd, but, uh, but it is true because we're, uh, continuously reinventing ourselves. We uh, are pushing the edge of the envelope often, um, and it's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart, but if if you're excited about building and growing and reconstituting um, the HR function, private equity can be a lot of fun. So let's talk about um, the appropriateness of using social media um, when evaluating potential employees for your organization. I noticed that First Advantage um, stated in a re recent blog post that it does not use social media when gathering information on potential job candidates. Um, tell us more about this. Well, you know, it, it, it is a complex topic. And um, three or four years ago, in the, even in the U.S., there was a big surge for organizations to use, for example, Facebook. Uh, and uh, it met with an enormous amount of resistance, certainly in the U.S. Uh, I can tell you uh, it would be the same in, uh, in the EU, uh, and a little less so in parts of East Asia. Uh, you know, our clients rely on us to follow best practices, laws, and regulations uh, around the world, and it's very difficult to use social media uh, the way you would, you know, which is which is more of a, a reference check versus versus uh, consistent uh, gathering of data, uh, which we would use in a, a traditional background screen. So it comes down to best practices at the end of the day. For example, in the U.S. and and this is just the U.S. Uh, we're obliged to uh, work under a law that's called the Consumer under the Consumer Reporting Agency, otherwise known as the Fair, uh, Federal Fair Credit Reporting Act, the FCRA. And under this act, at least in the U.S., we're required, among uh, other things, to use reasonable procedures to assure maximum possible accuracy. And as you know, and I know that it's very difficult to go to Facebook or any other social media site and compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. Uh, I could have gone out last night and had a few beers with some of my mates and found out that, uh, you know, that would have been used the next day and it might have been frowned on. It's just not um, a consistent set of uh, data gathering practices that, that we can use on, uh, on scale. There's nothing um, in many countries and in some states in the U.S., there's nothing uh, that um, uh, would prevent an employer from looking at that data, but it wouldn't be consistently applied and we wouldn't use it for that reason. Um, 
there are regulations in the FCRA that, that stipulate what type of information we can use in the, in the hiring process. And a lot of the information in Facebook, for example, there's nothing wrong with Facebook, but we just can't use a lot of that information in this. And it, and it really does uh, provide uh, an opportunity to have variant data that we may or may not want to have inside uh, a, back, a traditional background screen. So if you're looking, for example, at someone's social media site and you see information that you may not think would make uh, them a good fit for a position, uh, but it's not information that's permissible to use in the hiring process, it'd be difficult for the company or the background screener to determine if that information was, was or was not used to make a potentially discriminating decision not to hire someone. So the application is inconsistent. So for that reason alone, we use... Um, uh, data sources that we know are consistent. Did, for example, did a person graduate from a recognized university or a college? Has a person actually uh, been convicted of a crime? And if so, where? Um, those are consistent applications where we can, where we can, um, we can uh, essentially bank on, and you'll know that the data we're giving you is 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 with a high degree accurate. Also, you know, when you think about it, people exaggerate or even fabricate a persona on social media. Uh, I can tell you that uh, my two young sons do that all the time. Uh, and, uh, uh, and against their father's better advice, uh, you know, they'll have fun with their mates on, uh, on Facebook. But the reality is, is that, uh, you know, they would not want that information and should not want that information out in the, uh, in the workplace. Because it's just simply difficult or impossible, in some cases, to verify or authenticate the information on, on a particular consumer. Most consumer reporting agencies, and there are many in many different countries, choose not to provide consumer reporting uh, that contains this type of information on individuals uh, that, you know, when you're gleaning it from uh, a media site. LinkedIn is probably a little bit different, but we don't use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is more of a... Uh, a proximity, uh, uh, proximal to one's uh, CV or resume. I get that, but we tend to not use that because, again, uh, you can put anything you want in LinkedIn. Uh, we'd end up having to verify or validate that in, in any event, so we don't use that as a primary data source. We don't, in fact, use that as a data source. Hope that's helpful. That's very helpful. And it's interesting you touched on LinkedIn because I, I guess I was also wanting to say, you know, are there any social media uh, platforms or sites that you feel are more accurate than others? I think the interesting thing with LinkedIn um, that I've noticed is, uh, you know, probably uh, a few things. One is overhyping of experience. I think the second thing is um, I do think it's quite easy for people to miss out jobs where they've, they've just had a short stint. And sometimes you see those disappearing uh, from a LinkedIn situation or actually a CV itself. Well, that's absolutely true, and we pride ourselves in giving our clients and our consumers accurate information. Um, you know, we, we and it's very difficult to find common data sources. Now, I think that LinkedIn is is a phenomenal site. We use it for recruiting uh, all the time, and it helps us in sourcing individuals, and it's great for networking, et cetera. Our, business uh, development people use it to find clients and uh, so on and so forth. It's a fabulous tool. Clearly, the world is using it. Uh, but for the very specific purpose of doing background screens, background checks, 
we uh, do not use that. There are other organizations that do deep uh, reference checks and will use that, but it's not something that we would use uh, uh, on scale. It's, it is a fabulous tool otherwise. And given, I guess, this topic and uh, the fact that uh, even though you're not relying on social media checking um, and have other, 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 other ways of doing it, some organizations are. Do you have any advice for you know, HR leaders or you know, outside of HR on how people should be using social media? Well, you know, I think it depends on, on the country and the location. Look, we, we uh, recommend to our clients a, a combination of things. And frankly, as a, as a head of HR um, uh, in a global organization, uh, two ways. One is to do a, and, you know, I obviously would promote a, a traditional background check process where you're, where you're comparing the individual to um, uh, staid sources, very accurate sources of data. But on the social media side, um, uh, uh, you know, the HR leader or the recruiter inside the organization uh, should A, first rely on reliable data, and then B, uh, uh, most recruiters certainly will link into LinkedIn and, and scan that area. I tend to not use Facebook. Uh, it is more of a, a, a friend and literally a social media site um, uh, for that, so we tend to stay away from that. There's nothing wrong with it. It just depends on how you use the data at the end of the day. Got it. And before we finish up, really interested to hear from an HR perspective and just looking into your world at First Advantage, what are some of the key HR issues that you know you're faced with um, in the organisation from a from a CHRO perspective? Yeah. Well, thank you. That that is um, uh, a really good question. Uh, there are a couple of key issues. One is like every other uh, uh, colleague out there. The war for talent is 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 heating up. Um, getting uh, managers and leaders inside our organization who uh, not only are technical experts experts at what they do, but really know how to manage and lead after twenty or thirty years of of uh, diminishing training and development budgets on a global scale is really a challenge. So it's getting people who are not just good technical experts, but actually know how to lead and manage uh, groups of people. And I think that that is something that we, like every other organization, is challenged with, creating a culture of collaboration and, and with a real focus for leadership is, is, is really a challenge. I think the other piece that uh, we're challenged with, like every other global uh, organization, is that we have large global processes that require an enormous amount of co uh, coordination on a global basis. Uh, and, and, uh, and moving information and data, almost you can almost consider us like a, a factory in a certain sense, except that our, our widgets are, are um, uh, bits and pieces of information around the world. Uh, and, uh, uh, and getting people to collaborate and be coordinated uh, in seven, eight, nine different countries all at the same time uh, is really a challenge. Just the use of, of language, uh, the way data flows uh, is really a challenge. So it does require us to operate in a very matrixed fashion 
and uh, not everyone is is comfortable or used to doing that uh, uh, on a global basis. And last but not least, it really is, and this may sound um, common, but it is uh, engagement. It is really trying to create an esprit de corps, a culture that's very focused on both accountability and accountability in a good way, which is a focused on end results, not not a form of I got you. So uh, getting people to feel uh, connected to their clients or, or the customers in our particular case, they're connected to each other, that have a sense of, of, of collaboration and that are fully dedicated to outcomes and end results uh, is not an easy thing to do. So the bottom line is, is that the war for talent, building, creating, uh, training, and developing uh, really effective leaders, uh, getting our organization engaged in 17 different countries uh, uh, with, uh, with scale is uh, a lot easier to say than it is, is to do. So A, it's talent, B, it's coordination, and C, it's creating a culture that's extraordinarily focused on uh, on our clients. And uh, those, I think, are the three things that do keep me up at, at night. And that was Michael Pilnick, Executive Vice President and Global Chief Human Resources Officer at First Advantage, talking on the topic of social media, but also giving us a window into the HR world at First Advantage. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.